Hello and welcome to the UK Gamers Podcast. Well, it's been a pretty good year so far, 2016. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, a load of games I've ordered have arrived. Um, a load of new games are sort of looming on the horizon. I've managed to make it to a good two conventions so far this year. Um, maybe squeezing a third, but that's very unlikely. And um, I've managed to play a load of games on my to-be-played list, so that's pretty cool. I've also um, been heavily playing some computer games as well, and even picked up some totally new games, and I'm having to decide, do I want to kind of invest in them because they are semi-collectible or just out-and-out collectible games? Now, the games conventions, uh, I really enjoyed going to Bovington this year, much, much better than the last time I went, which was a year or two ago where it was a pretty dead show to be honest this year really good very active and was made much more interesting by going with a colleague who'd never been to Bovington so I was just amazed by the museum let alone the game convention being held there uh, if you've never been to Bovington uh, down in the south of England and you're interested in tanks uh, go there it's a fabulous fabulous museum Anyway, uh, let's focus back on gaming. So, uh, games I've played, uh, managed to play through the entirety of Pandemic Legacy. I'm not going to say any spoilers. Uh, however, you know, if you like Pandemic, you're going to like Pandemic Legacy. If you don't like Pandemic, well, your enjoyment of Pandemic Legacy will possibly be, oh, it's okay to, no, I really don't like it. It's Pandemic Legacy with some twists. Now, the twists in the game, I thought, were a little bit signposted, a little bit obvious. Uh, however, there were a couple of surprises in there, and um, I do think it's a game worth playing. I think it's maybe a little bit overhyped. A lot of people saying it's the best game ever, best game of the, the year, the decade, whatever. Yeah, it is up there. It is in the top 100, put it that way. Is it in the top 10? For me... Mm. I suppose there's an argument for that. Uh, however, you know, to me, I, I could just be playing Pandemic, so I, I don't see the legacy bit being that amazing to me personally. However, I'm not a big fan of the legacy concept in general. Uh, you know, tearing up cards and sticking things on your board gives me cold shivers um, and also makes the game hard to replay. And I would say by the time you finish with Pandemic Legacy, unless you're prepared to kind of put cards in envelopes rather than destroy them and peel off all the sticky labels you've stuck on everywhere, your replayability is done. However, it doesn't represent bad value for money. It is an expensive uh, box. However, if you split that cost across four people for many, many hours, I don't know, 18 hours minimum, I would suggest, the actual price is pretty reasonable on a, an hourly basis. And that's what's great about board games. They often although they might have a bit of sticker shock when you pick them up you know when you play them um they represent good value and i have to say i think i've talked about this on a previous show uh, the best game i ever bought was carcassonne the discovery i think it cost me like 10 or 15 quid and i've played it over a hundred times so the the cost per play is minuscule on that game now it's it's almost like they're paying me to play it at this point um so what did i want to talk about well 
I want to talk a bit about computer games, but before I do that, uh, talk about some of the games on the horizon. Well, GMT games uh, continue to do great stuff. Um, Command and Colors Medieval is on their P500. This has uh, interested me. Now, I have sold off pretty much all of my Command and Color games apart from Ancients, because basically every time I play any Command and Colors games, I'd rather just be playing Ancients. So I thought, what's the point in having all these games, tying up a load of money, a load of space? which really, every time I pull them off the shelf, I just put them back and grab Ancients instead. So, Commander Colors 8 Medieval concerns me a bit, because is it going to suffer from the same fate? However, it is focused around the Byzantium Empire, who fought many, many battles with the Sassanid Persians. And I know a reasonable amount about the Sassanid Persians, having played uh, using 15 mil figures, uh, that particular army for many many years and i've got a deep fascination of them uh, they are the empire that evolved from the parthians who uh, famously scared uh, the romans on a few occasions and i have to say because it's sassanid persian empire i will probably have to pick up medieval i'm not going to p500 it um by the time you do that the cost savings from pre-ordering it are wiped out by import duty and shipping costs i tend to find now the other game gmt have got um is also uh, set in ancient periods it's actually after the fall of rome and it's a coin game and i can't remember the exact name i think is it pendraken and it's basically the what's often referred to as sub-romano-british uh, time period uh trying to deal with all the waves of invasions you know uh, from I guess, Vikings and Normans and Saxons and Celts and all all that sort of stuff. So I'm um, looking forward to seeing more about that. Now, I've got a thing I might have P500 that game. I'm probably going to have to cancel that because um, I did P500 another game that turned up uh, earlier in the year around kind of March time. And as I say, the cost savings I made from pre-ordering it were just totally obliterated by the shipping costs and import duty. Uh, the other game uh, that's on my horizon is the new Kickstarter for Kingdom Death. Yes, it's been officially announced um, October, November time, I think it is. There's going to be Kickstarter version 2. Now, I didn't get in on the original Kickstarter, but I was able to pre-order the game. And it sat on my shelf for a very long time. I finally assembled and even painted some figures. And I've played several sessions. And I was so impressed with the game, I've actually started ordering up various expansions. Uh, I wasn't able to get the Dragon King one, which uh, I think I do want. My criticisms of that game is it's very expensive because of the amount of stuff he put in it. Now, value-wise, it's probably quite good. I just think he could have made some better choices on what was in the core box just to reduce the buy-in price also of course it suffers from the fact that if you want to play it you're pretty much stuffed at this point because it's sold out pretty much everywhere and is horrendously expensive is it a good game yes it is it is a good game now if you're a hardcore euro player who doesn't like dice doesn't like randomness you're probably not going to like it if you don't like assembling miniatures well, you're going to need a friend to help you with that because the miniatures are a little bit of a pig to assemble. As board game miniatures, they are probably the best miniatures out there. Compared to like GW or X Rackham or stuff like that, they're kind of in contention. One of the things I don't like is the way they've cut up the figures. For example, one figure, I think it's about six pieces to assemble his head and face. And that's a bit like, really, seriously, couldn't you have? 
maybe designed this brew a little bit better than that having said that though once you get the figures assembled and green stuffed and painted up they they look pretty good and they've got that lovely surreal nightmarish look about them which i really like uh role-playing games uh my copy of gumshoe uh time watch turned up uh my pre-order of some lord of the rings stuff turned up and um that's all good stuff other games that have come in now let me think what i've got the council of blackthorn uh the quartermaster games set back in ancient times um what's it victory and death i think it's called uh so they're all new games that have come pouring in over the last three four months and looking forward to getting some action on those uh, I've also got a couple of games I picked up at the UK Expo still to kind of get some decent action out of. So I'm looking forward to what's going to come up for the rest of the year. And of course, um, Cthulhu Wars, uh, looking forward to getting the expansions for that. It looks like they're getting closer to being issued, as well as a couple of other games that Sandy Peterson uh, released uh, on Kickstarter. So great year looking back, lots of hope looking forward. And I've got a pretty good gaming group, uh, some friends from uh, a few miles away, uh, guys down at the gaming store. Uh, and fortunately, this weekend I was meant to be having some really good games, but uh, something happened and uh, I had to pull out at the last moment. So uh, hopefully we can reorganise that for another weekend. And uh, it's going to be a little bit tight with Christmas and uh, Essen in the near future people are going to start being unavailable at weekends but i'm sure you can squeeze something in now the other game i got into recently was force of will which is a collectible card game i'm a little bit nervous about over investing in this uh, having burnt out a little bit on magic now magic uh, i spent rather too much money on however i was able to sell off all of my collection and claw back most of that cost so it actually represented very good value. Uh, I did cry a bit when I went online and saw that the uh, the entirety of my jewel lands that I sold off for a very good price when I sold them off probably would be about the price of just four cards uh, in today's prices. So uh, yes, that did make me sad that I probably could have more than quadrupled uh, the amount of money I could have been earning if I'd sold off my magic cards today rather than kind of over 10 years ago. Anyway, there you go. It is what it is. But uh, yeah, Force of Will looks very interesting. It's sort of reminiscent of magic, um, but it's got some nice twists. I like the fact it's got kind of a lot of Cthulhu and uh, weird, twisted fantasy fairy tale. And it seems to solve some of the problems with magic. And it's relatively speaking cheap to get into. Now, I bought all the starter sets. In fact, if you keep tabs on me via YouTube, which I've been updating way more than uh, my podcast, um, you'll notice that you know the decks are pretty good straight out the box. They're fairly cheap to pick up, uh, although they might be getting a bit hard to get hold of now because a new set has just come out. And that's why I thought it might be good for me to get in at this point. It's a new set, which has uh, meant that for the first time ever, Force of Will is dropping an existing set. It's going to follow that sort of Magic the Gathering model of you can only play the most recent two sets, I think it is. They are still tweaking the game a bit, which is a little bit concerning. The first set that came out had a pretty different set of rules to the second uh, set. Um and the third set again tweak things and there's some bits that are in the starters that i've got that are apparently not going to be carried forward and they've also introduced a random element in the form of a dice so there are some little concerns around it but it's 
great fun game. The artwork's pretty good. And as I say, that they've actually created a really good sort of magic-esque sort of game, but without the price of magic right now. Um, so, yeah, uh, definitely a game to keep an eye on. And you might want to check out my YouTube channel uh, if you're interested in seeing more about that. Anyway, I think that will do for that. I'm going to be talking to you about video games now. Okay, let's have a quick chat about PC gaming or computer gaming. Uh, Before we get into the PCs, let's talk about the consoles. Now, interesting news coming out about new versions of the PS4 and Xbox. A little bit concerning to me because they're allegedly going to go down the 4K route, which is great. The problem is that's going to introduce compatibility mode problems between the original version of the console and the new upgraded version. You know, if you're a developer, do you aim for the lower spec or do you aim for the higher spec and then it's not going to work properly on the lower spec? So a little bit concerning you're bringing sort of PC gaming issues to the games consoles. The other problem is it's a little bit, to say false marketing is a bit harsh, but they're saying they're 4K games consoles. They're not really. They output a 4K game video game signal but they're not actually 4k resolution games they use fancy upscaling now apparently on some games it works really well on others not so well and really youtube videos haven't really been able to demonstrate the the quality upgrade from these new machines so an interesting development but uh, i i do wonder if it's going to drive more people back to pcs now pcs have had infamous problems with you know do you have the right driver do you have the right version of windows and what about your audio driver and horrible things like that now i've found that's not really been a huge problem for me for years um windows xp and windows 7 have really helped uh move gaming on the pc on from the horrible days back in like windows 95 era uh, where you literally buy a game and it would refuse to work of course gog has also helped here with um, various little patching and tweaks they do to get classic games working on modern systems so the pc gaming is in a pretty good space right now and of course they tend to be much cheaper uh, games on pc that then compared to the console particularly if you're prepared to wait a while now there are some great games on the pc obviously you've got world of warcraft if you're into your fantasy mmos that's a, a great little game i'm not so fussed on it i i couldn't really get into it i did pick up um a free to play version with the new legion expansion and I have enjoyed it a lot more. They do seem to have tweaked a few bits here and there and upgraded the graphics. However, I don't think I must log on and play, which a lot of people have with World of Warcraft. Uh, in fact, I've actually enjoyed playing it more solo than the last time I played it, where I played it with a mate who knew the game quite well, because I've actually been able to read the quests and enjoy the atmosphere, enjoy the environment. I, I, I quite like a, a slower-paced gameplay, I guess, for my world of warcraft and um it's interesting i don't see myself subscribing to it to be honest i i did pick up a 30-day subscription because they were offering it for i think it was five pounds uh but when that's done i think that will be me done with world of warcraft again to be honest um elite i've released some nice patches for that Uh, i'm still a little bit disappointed that elite isn't what i was hoping it to be which was basically a really sexy version of the classic game um this sort of semi-online mmo aspect doesn't really appeal to me and that's what also worries me about um of course rsi's game star citizen uh in perpetual alpha slash beta test 
some of the stuff where it looks really good. I'm really looking forward to Squadron 42. But the online MMO part of Star Citizen, I'm not sure. I, I do wonder if they're maybe overstretching themselves. I hope they prove me wrong, because if they do deliver on absolutely everything they want to, it will be probably one of the best, most epic games ever. Uh, but a bit like Elite, the kind of flight control system's a little bit tricky to get used to. And, yeah, I, I don't know... I'm not enjoying them as much as, for example, the main game I'm going to talk about, which is EVE. Now, EVE is a Starship MMO. It's infamous for its cliff-like difficulty curve. Um, there's so much to get used to so quickly. And, um, you know, you not only need information in depth, but also in width as well. So it's quite a hard game to get into without a little bit of hand-holding. In addition, it's a brutal universe where there are very few rules. So you can get scammed, you can get what's known as ganked, i.e. people just warp in and blow you up just because they can. Uh, so it's not particularly newbie-friendly, which is rather interesting considering that they're about to make it go what's been dubbed free-to-play, but this is actually a incorrect terminology. I think freemium has been bandied around by a few people and is more accurate. Now, currently, you can play for free for 21 to 40 days, something like that, um, and that basically gives you a account that's just the same as a regular subscribed account, except there are certain skills you can't play, and after, you know, 20-plus days, uh, you get locked out of the game. And obviously that's to give you a flavour, but it's not enough time to learn to play the game. In addition, the new player experience, uh, which is the way they introduce the game, is pretty terrible. So when they go free-to-play, what they're basically going to do is they're going to create something called an alpha clone. An alpha clone is going to have a restricted set of skills that you can train to stop people kind of abusing the free-to-play model. In addition... Um, they're going to introduce a new player experience that is improved. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that. In fact, I'm thinking of creating a YouTube video series uh, to kind of help people learn how to play the game. Now, I don't claim to be an expert. Um, there's just too much in the game for my head to cope with it all. But um, it'd be interesting to see how that works out for them. Now, the idea is it's basically a free trial that never expires. So... I think that's quite a good thing. There's not going to be a huge amount of microtransactions, although they have introduced that to the game. You can buy sexy skins and different uniforms for your avatar that the person who actually flies the, the ships or commands them more accurately. So it's going to be interesting to see how that all shapes out uh, over the next few months. So, yeah, I would recommend you check out EVE, but be aware it's a brutally hard game to get into because there's a lot to learn and the minimal set of rules means that people control and grief you and scam you, which just would not be acceptable in other games. Um, there are some rules. It's not a totally lawless environment, but, uh, yeah, you've you got to watch your back in, in the game. And the most important thing anyone can ever tell you in EVE is don't fly what you can't afford to lose. In fact, uh, some people say, when am I safe in EVE? And it's basically when you haven't logged on is when you're safe because if you log on someone can scam you if you're in station if you undock someone can blow you up and uh, a friend of mine said yeah if you undock your ship assume you've already lost it then you won't be upset when you do lose it and some of these ships are worth 
millions, billions of in-game currency, which uh, does translate into real-world money potentially via something called a plex. Now, that is something that is interesting about Eve. If you can earn over a billion isk in-game, you can actually buy what's known as a plex. That plex can then be traded in as game subscription time so there are literally players playing the game of eve who after a brief period of subscribing have never had to actually part with any cash if you can earn enough money as i say in a month to then buy a a plex you can then play the game for free obviously that does rely on someone else spending real money to create that plex in the first place so ccp aren't totally stupid they are getting some money uh, off it but there, there are as i say some players i know who subscribe on one account and then have three other characters paid for by in-game currency so that's quite an interesting mechanic they've got whether you'll be able to do that on the alpha clones i doubt it uh, you'd have to work really really hard uh, to earn enough money as a kind of limited skill set uh, character to be able to buy a plex um, so be interesting to see how that develops so anyway there you go that's all i really wanted to say uh, for today just wanted to talk about few of the things that have been keeping me busy and uh, just to you know make sure people knew i was still around uh, obviously when something really exciting happens i will probably jump back on and either record a video or record another podcast however uh, if you are missing my dulcet tones please check out my youtube channel um, i've been doing quite a lot on, on that over the past year anyway till the next time happy gaming